Welcome to the Post Traumatic Faith Podcast with your host, Jill Riley. On this podcast, Jill shares stories of living a life of faith and mental illness. Jill is a popular speaker, pastor, and author who speaks from her experience living with complex PTSD, a major depressive disorder, anxiety disorder, and a dissociative disorder. And now, here's your host. Hi, welcome to Post Traumatic Faith. I'm Jill Riley, and this is a podcast devoted to the topics of mental illness and faith. My prayer is that through listening to my own experience of what faith looks like after trauma, you may find a little hope and a little joy in your own journey. Thanks for joining me for episode 22 called Magnification. Recently, I bought a magnifying makeup mirror. My first thought when I looked in this mirror is, gee, it would be nice if my friends would tell me I had a mustache. So I fixed that right away. But for a woman who formerly had a mustache, you would think that I didn't have much self-pride. However, I really do. I have a lot of it. I looked at myself in another kind of mirror the other day and much like staring at my mustached face, I didn't like much what I saw. A friend was talking about someone with bipolar disorder and comparing themselves to me and I found my inner pride getting all prickly. I have complex PTSD, a dissociative disorder, a major depressive disorder, and an anxiety disorder. In spite of all that, when I heard this comparison, my first thought was bipolar people aren't like me. And then an ugly thought came squirting out of my brain like toothpaste from an uncapped tube that was stepped on. I thought bipolar people, they're not really sick. They just need to control their behavior and their words. I no sooner could have stopped those thoughts than I could have stopped the sun from rising this morning. Why? Because there's an embedded bias in my brain. I think for most people, when they hear about mental illness, if they're not familiar with it, there is kind of this stigma that we should just be able to control our moods or control our depression, to control our anxiety when we go out, do things better than it appears like our illnesses allow us to do. I go to a NAMI group. NAMI is the North American Mental Illness Alliance or the C, the National Alliance of Mental Illness. And in this group, there are people with all kinds of challenges and disorders. And the amazing thing is, is that when you sit with a group of people, when you have a common goal of trying to understand and help each other, there isn't this comparative value that says you're more sick than I am or you're less ill than I am. We don't compare illnesses or its impact on one another. We don't impose that on one another. That was much the same environment that I found in a mental institution. Nobody looked at the other person and went, you should just get better. You should just act better. Although there was a little old lady that used to follow me around at the mental hospital and she would say, I don't even know why you're here. You look fine. You should go home. You should leave space for the rest of us. So she obviously didn't play by these rules, but for the most part, people don't sit and compare. You know, 
my daughter had cancer when she was a two and a half year old. She was diagnosed with leukemia. And I remember people telling me if their children had like a solid mass cancer that could be treated within six months instead of the two to three year long treatment we were looking at, they would say, oh, I'm so sorry that your child is suffering with leukemia. We just have this other kind of cancer. You can't compare one cancer to another and say one is worse or one is better. They all have their limitations and their liabilities and they all have certainly their own challenges. I would never look at another cancer patient and think, oh my God, goodness, I'm so, I'm so glad we don't have that. Your child has cancer and it is, it levels the playing field. So how dare I compare with another parent? I truly believe that the more normative it becomes for people to speak of mental illness in polite and respectful conversation, the easier it will be for us to manage our own attitudes about it. Think about it. There was a time when we didn't talk about learning delays or chromosomal abnormalities with any respect. We institutionalized people who were different from polite society. We called people retarded and slow and we put them away so they weren't uh, a part of society, but that they were hidden. We made them feel like they were less than because they were different. Now with coaching and corrective conversation, we don't do that anymore. We bring out those people who have differences and we acknowledge it and we accommodate that. I hope, at least I hope that's what we're doing. I hope that's what we're working towards. So when I think of that, I hope the day is coming that I can look in the mirror and see that I have treated other people that have mental illness with the same kind of love and respect that I crave and that I deserve. Mental illness is another leveler of the playing field. People who deal with catastrophic personality disorders or PTSD, complex PTSD, um, schizophrenia, any of the, the wide, wide range of mental illnesses deserve to be treated with respect and dignity and deserve to not be compared to another person. So this is my hope and my prayer is that as I learn and grow, that I will not compare, but I will accept each person as they come, as they are, with hope that they will continue to live into the fullness of what life they have been given and that they will continue to grow and thrive in their own environment. So thanks for joining me today. Let's you and I work together to break down the stigmas of mental illness around our faith communities. Thanks for listening to the Post Traumatic Faith Podcast with Jill Riley. We encourage you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can follow Jill on social media, on Facebook, facebook.com slash jillreilly.author, on Instagram at jillreilly.author, or on Twitter at jillreillyauthor. You can reach Jill via email, jill at jillreilly.org. Thanks for listening.